This is episode one of the Great Amherst Gratitude Project. Stay informed, get involved. Welcome to the Great Amherst Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Cameron. Thank you to everybody who submitted their thanks and their stories of gratitude. I enjoyed reading every single one. Uh, We got probably about 25 or 26, and unfortunately we couldn't get to them all today. Uh, So that just means we got to do this again. So please send in more of your stories of thanks and gratitude at tgapod.com slash thanks. Uh, it's tgapod.com slash thanks, and we'll do some more episodes. Uh, I know a lot of people have been commenting on Facebook. Please keep commenting. Please keep sharing those thanks. I can't review all the comments, so if you want your stories to be shared on one of the episodes, please submit them through our website. As well, I appreciate everybody who has subscribed on Apple Podcasts. I appreciate you listening. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe so that you do not miss any more episodes. Today's episode is brought to you by Tony Mitchell with Royal LePage Cumberland Realty. For anyone looking to buy or sell their house, contact Tony at 664-1372 or on Facebook to discuss all the options you have right now. And by... White's Computer Service. Jeff White is looking for people that have old computers they aren't using. He's formatting, fixing, and repurposing these computers for students who need the equipment to access their schooling online. Contact Jeff on Facebook to arrange drop-off of your computer. Thank you to Holly for coming back to help out with this episode. I hope everybody else enjoys it as much as I did. Morning, everybody. I'm excited that you're all here for the first episode of the Great Amherst Gratitude Project. Uh, this has been something I've been working on for about a week, week and a half, and I'm so thankful for all the submissions everybody made. I think we added about 25, and we're not going to be able to get to them all today, uh, so we may have to do this again. But I'm also very thankful that I'm joined here today by Holly Casey. Welcome. Thank you very much, Andrew. You know how much I like to be on the air, so... <laughs> I appreciate you asking me. <laughs> yeah. So Holly was our guest on, yeah, the second episode that we did. And um, yeah, so I invited Holly to come back and help share some of these stories and share some of the gratitude. So this is going to air Thursday, April 23rd. Um, we had a, a traumatic weekend last weekend with all the events in Portapic and in Nova Scotia and everything like that. And I wasn't sure about doing this or not doing it. And I, I decided, I said, no, no. I still want to do this. I wanted to make sure that we take time to remember and think about all the things that we have to be thankful for and that we are grateful for. Uh, And I thought it was still important for us to air this. So I think first, there has to be a huge thank you to all the RCMP officers, the healthcare workers, and everybody that was involved in what happened last weekend. And just let everybody that was affected by it know I'm thinking about them and the grief that they're going through. And yeah, that's, yeah, I think this is just still important for us to do. It's hard to put words to it. It's, it's hard to, uh, I was thinking about it a lot this morning, actually. And it had hit me yesterday somewhat, but this morning it just, it kind of bowled me over first thing. And uh, hearts definitely go out to all the family members and everybody who was closely affected by it. It's, um, there are just no words. So this is it. This is the Great Amherst Gratitude Project. Uh, mm-hmm. and 
So like I said, it came out of the conversation I had with uh, Mayor Kogan, where we talked about the public works employees and how what they do is so important for us and that they don't get the recognition and the thanks and the gratitude that they deserve. And I thought there's a lot of other people in town that don't get this as well. And that I wanted to make sure that we took some time to recognize and share these stories. I think this is a great idea, Andrew. Really, really good. Because there are a lot of people to thank. And there are a lot of people who want to thank them as well. So it's a great opportunity for all of us. Yeah. And so I think we've got well more than, more than enough submissions to do this episode. And we've got more to do more. So if people will keep making their submissions, you can go to tgapod.com slash thanks. And you can submit your stories there. When we get some more, I'll do a, I'll do another episode and share even more stories. And so, yeah. So Holly, why don't you submitted one? Why don't you start, you start with your comments? Sure. So mine was a recording that uh, I don't have written out, but I don't need it written out. I've thanked these folks so many times. This is, um, at the YMCA, I want to say daycare, but I, I think the, the proper term for it is the early, uh, the early learning center. Yeah. Yeah, the early learning center um, where they do early childhood education and the the teachers there and uh, the directors and everything. I just I'm overwhelmed frequently by how very engaged they are with the kids there, how much they genuinely love them. They've got a Facebook group right now for all the kids and the teachers and the parents um, to be able to share stories and laughs and things like that with each other, because you can tell they genuinely love these kids and these kids genuinely love them. And I am just so grateful for them. Um, and for the wonderful care they give to my daughter and, uh, so many other kids. So that's my big, thank you. My big gratitude is to the, the folks at the Y at the daycare Perfect. and everybody at the Y. I mean, they're all great, <laughs> but specifically the daycare. Yeah. I actually interviewed, uh, Trina the other day and talked oh, about yeah. what the Y does. Fantastic yeah. fabulous. I've got yeah. to add on to uh, your comment as well. Extend my thanks to um, M- Michelle and her family, Jeff and Dylan. Um, I can probably hear her squirming now being uncomfortable yeah. with me commenting on this. He said, and I've tried to thank her before, but she never really wanted to hear it. But again, thank you to Michelle and Jeff and Dylan for looking after our daughter for, yeah, three and a half or four years and no really way. helping her thrive. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, it's so huge, and they just do not get paid well enough. I don't know what the ECs get paid, but um, they and they just like they're just so underpaid. The the, the the value of what they do is immeasurable, and the fact that they do it so well with their whole hearts, without like you know what I would consider appropriate compensation, is that's just incredible. I'm with you yeah. on that. Yeah. Perfect. So let's get to uh, some of the submissions again. Sounds good. We're not going to be able to get to them all. Uh, I apologize if if you submitted and we didn't aren't able to read yours. Um, perhaps on another episode we'll be able to uh, include it. So I'll start off with first one from Sarah McMaster. Uh, this is actually up on our site, and she's with Maggie's Place. And she said, "I'm grateful for Joan Ralph who volunteered at Maggie's Place over the past couple of years." I don't think she has any ideas about what a positive impact she had on both participants, staff, and myself. Do you know Joan? No, I don't actually. I was trying to I don't either. I don't either. But um, I I can say in my experience that uh, when people volunteer at places like that, I want to say especially with kids, but not necessarily, um, 
like like you were saying michelle would be cringing and at the idea of being acknowledged and even directly thanked like the, the, these people can't possibly have any idea of the amazing impact they have on the community you know and on the staff even like who who received the help and everything like no it's incredible yeah incredible what what people do for their communities mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so thank you joan <laughs> hopefully we'll get to meet you sometime <laughs> Okay, so our second one is Jennifer Dow. Uh, this one's a little longer, so. Okay, um, this being Telecommunicators Appreciation Week. I did not know that. Anyways, happy Telecommunicators Appreciation Week, everyone. Um, Jones, er, Jennifer says, I am grateful for all of our 911 dispatchers. Wow, that's uh, pertinent, isn't it, right now? They have a tough job. They are the calm, oh, I might get emotional right now given everything that happened over the weekend. Sorry, Jennifer, I'm, I'm completely uh, tearing apart your thing here by mistake. They're the calm voice at the other end of the line when many are experiencing something traumatic. They are the lifeline for our first responders. It takes a special person to be a dispatcher. Back in 2008, my father had a serious heart attack and was at home awaiting a date for a quadruple bypass surgery. It was Father's Day. I was making him lunch when he collapsed into my arms and was having what we would later learn another heart attack. I called 911 and the dispatcher remained calm, took my information, and walked me through the steps of what I needed to do. I clearly remember begging him to help me, and he did. He remained on the line with me until the paramedics arrived. A lot of times the dispatchers do not know how their calls end. Thankfully, that call ended with my father having surgery, and he is still with us today. Much love, respect, and appreciation goes out to all of our dispatchers, not just today, but every day. Oof. That's heavy right now. I mean, that's heavy anytime. I had to call uh, the ambulance one time for Autumn when she was about eight months old. And um, they, I, they were amazing. They were amazing. There was no, I don't know, like they, they somehow remain calm and caring and objective, but very with you at the same time. And it really does take a special person. I'm behind you 100%, Jennifer. And I'm glad your father's good. Yeah. Yeah. No, incredible. And just imagine the things that people had to endure on uh, over the weekend. Sunday. Yeah. 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 And it's also like Jennifer made the point there that if you're a 911 dispatcher, you dispatch you the call, you, you don't know what happens. You have no idea. And you just hope for the best and you walk people through whatever it is they're going through in that moment. And then once the ambulance gets there or whatever, the yeah. call's over and that's it. And you just and you're never on know. To the next one. Yeah. It's like a, how. It must be awful. Like, cause I mean, they would know there are times when, you know, it doesn't I mean, work if out. It, yeah, if they're being called, it's pretty dire. So like going home and having those voices in your head of like the trauma that people are going through. It's uh, a, uh, nope. It's a tough one. I, I think some of them will be hard, hard to leave behind. Yeah. It's a, like you said, a special person to do that. They, they definitely, they all deserve our thanks. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So the next one, the next mission we have is from Don Ferris uh, with Autumn House. And so mm -hmm. Don said, wrote in and said, I want to say that I'm grateful for Charlie and all the staff at Bargain Benny's. Oh, nice. They've, <laughs> they've been a tremendous help this week, selling us needed items while their store has been closed, then delivering the items while everyone is practicing social distancing has been a blessing. Be being creative and flexible during a worldwide crisis, the likes not seen before has meant a great deal to us. Thank you. Awesome. So, yeah. Way That's to go, awesome. Charlie and everybody at Bergen Benny's. 
Totally. Yeah. And uh, as you said, Don um, is of Autumn House, which is the transition house here in Amherst for anybody listening who doesn't know that. And um, guest they... on the uh, show last week. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Think... Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it just, it's wonderful to see how the community steps up and is able to help organizations and, uh, and not-for-profits like Autumn House, because that's what they thrive on. They thrive on being helped. So Absolutely. wonderful. Okay. So the next one is Lynn Blanford, Andrew's old nanny. Um, and she says, my name is Lynn Blanford and I was lucky enough to be your podcast hosts, nanny and nanny. And Andrew is part of some of my favorite memories of Amherst. Andrew's favorite food as a child was peanut butter and blueberries. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and I think at the same time. What's that? Yeah. It's still. Yeah. I've done it recently. Still tasty. Still good. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, peanut butter and jam, you know, blueberries mm -hmm. could be considered like a jam. Yeah. Um, Andrew went to play school with Mrs. Lesby and me where he met two friends who went to school, um, who went through school with him. Seth, oh, I can't read. Seth Daly and Jeffrey Wood. I know Seth. I know Jeff too a little bit, but yeah. Um, in the summer, we went to my parents' cottage every day singing Popeye the Sailor Man the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> One day I took Andrew and his sister Kelsey to Moncton and came home with a male guinea pig who, oops, turned out to be a pregnant female. Yep. Andrew grew up loving scouting and hockey and did really well at school. So did you keep the, the baby guinea pigs? Yeah, uh, my sister and I learned, uh, actually, I think it may them? have been a hamster, but my sister, -in -law, my sister and I learned a very interesting lesson about what happens when... Um, Baby hamsters escape, people pick them up and put them back in the cage. The mother doesn't oh. like it. Oh, yeah. Yuck. So it was a bit of a traumatic uh, experience when you that know, were six or That would be traumatic. Yeah. I'm guessing the mother ate the baby yeah. is what happened. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Ooh. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. That's awful. Did you watch? <laughs> I think there was eight babies and I think two of them survived. We kept yeah. one and I think we gave one to somebody else. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, um, so continuing on with Lynn's comment, um, talking about you, he went to Japan with his wife and taught school. I will never forget the day of my father's funeral when I got a phone call from Andrew in Japan. It meant the world to me. Then my mom passed away and Andrew uh, brought his daughter, uh, Isabella, to meet me, another memory which I will never forget. In closing, my years in Amherst were great and Andrew Cameron played a big part of that. That's beautiful. Yes. Yes. Uh, How, would you like to elaborate on her thanks to you, Andrew? Um, a lot of people probably know Lynn's uh, parents, Austin and Marion Blanford. Um, they actually, they live down the street from my grandmother on Boylston. And um, Austin and Marion basically became a third set of grandparents for my sister and I. Uh, and he had, I remember Austin had, um, Austin was from Newfoundland originally. I think Marion was from Amherst and moved over and he had the Newfoundland version of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Okay. And that was the only place I'd ever seen it before. And then a few years ago, my wife found it at Frenchie's mm -hmm. and brought it home. And she's like, have you ever seen this? And I was like, yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> and I even trying to read it now, I'm as bad at reading it now as I was as a little kid. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. That's oh, really nice of her to, to uh, thank you like that. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Actually, the other thing I was emailing with her afterwards, she said they, um, Lynn and her parents and any siblings that were around would always come over on Christmas Eve mm, like to our place nice. after church. Nice. So we were always excited because 
it was Lynn. We could open one present Christmas Eve, and so we'd always pick whatever present Lynn brought. That was, ah. our, that was our treat. Nice. Very yes. nice. Awesome. All right. Next one. This is a great one, too. Uh, this, one's from, this one's from Bruce Russell, and he wrote in, and it just started off, The Mixers. I was on that Amherst Little League team, E.L. Casey's Mixers, summer of 65. So 55 years ago, I would have been 10, had a great time. As I can best remember, our coach was Coach Al, who commuted from McCann. I played the hot corner. My truly excellent baseball glove cost all of $7, purchased at one of the two five and 10 cent stores, then on Church Street, either Woolworths or Metropolitan. I loved that glove. One spring afternoon in school, sitting near a sunny window, I covertly used Fisher Scientific Magnifier to burn my initials into its leather palm. <laughs> Will McNutt from West Amherst was on the team. Or the Cubs. Hey, it was 50 years ago. He was a very good pitcher. Uh, Russell said, I had to quit the following year when we moved from Amherst out to Amherst Point. We played on the baseball diamond behind the then high school on Spring Street. Hitting into Dickie Brook was an automatic homer. <laughs> thanks, Mixers. Thanks, Coach Al. And many thanks, Amherst, for this and so much more. Bruce Russell, class of 72, ARHS. Nice. <laughs> I love that he burned his initials using a magnifier. Yeah. <laughs> Probably during class. Yeah. Oh, what... yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. You, you wouldn't do that like on your off period. <laughs> no, no, exactly. No, during class. So <laughs> right on. <laughs> thank you very much, Bruce. Thank you for submitting. Oh, this is another pertinent one. Oh my goodness. So Jill Lowerson, um, she writes in correctional officers. And uh, again, last weekend, mm -hmm. two were um, lost. Correctional officers, they work crazy shifts and hours in a super enclosed location and voluntarily put themselves in prison daily. When the gates close behind them, they're often the forgotten first responders. At a pandemic and with a lot of non-essential staff sent home or working from home, uh, their jobs have expanded exponentially. The stress of keeping their families and the inmates safe and healthy adds incredible stress to an already stressful environment, working with Canada's incarcerated criminal population. Their commitment to public safety and protecting our families has my gratitude. Absolutely. That must be so, I mean, obviously that's a stressful situation anyway, anyways, but trying to keep people safe and healthy right now. I know. And I, I've heard them talking about the risk and the, um, the potential for disaster yeah. Yeah. in, um, you know, correctional facilities, but yeah. I don't know, where does that stand right now? Like, have they had any major outbreaks? In any I don't prison? think I've heard of any yet. I mm. think so. Hopefully whatever, every, whatever they've been doing, whatever procedures mm -hmm. they put in place have just They've worked and kept kept everybody in that population safe and secure, mm -hmm. and both people who work there and inmates. Mm. You know, it's a tough, it's a oh, tough one. So tough, and that's another one where, like, how do you shut your brain off when you go home yeah. after some of the things you see and hear about and experience throughout the day? And then yeah. again, like, um, like she said, the pandemic on top of it, going home and everybody being stressed or just feeling isolated in that way, like. People are going through so much. It's mm. a, I think there's a lot of people that just, you know, sometimes need somebody to reach out and just check mm -hmm. in and see how it's going. And it's, mm -hmm. yeah, especially somebody like in this role or, you know, mm -hmm. the 911 operators, EHS, ambulance, and yeah. paramedics. It's a, yeah, it's just a tough one. We're in kind of a weird phase of it right now, I find, where it's starting to feel 
sort of normal. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the first few weeks, I don't even know how long I've been in isolation now. One, two, three, five four, weeks. Maybe. We're on five, this, five or six. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, that's a crazy long time when mm -hmm. you think about it. And the first couple of weeks, the first maybe three weeks, it's like, you know, kind of an emotional roller coaster, yeah. trying to get things done, feeling stressed out because you can't get things done. And then things kind of subside. And it's like, you kind of start to go with the flow and find your groove. But now it's getting nice out, which is know, wonderful. But at the same time, it's really hard, especially with young ones who want to go play mm -hmm. in the park and stuff like that. And I don't know, I just sort of feel like, I don't know, I feel like we're in a really strange, I mean, the whole thing well, is strange, yeah, but we're, we are in a strange spot. Yeah, we keep getting into these new phases of the strange, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah. anyways, I, I feel like it's getting kind of to the normal point where maybe, maybe people aren't checking on each other as much or, you know, yeah. just sort of get used to the fact that this is how it is. So you're not as worried about people. Maybe that's just, I mean, I'm just kind of I think that's thinking fair. those thoughts out loud, you know? Yeah, I think that's fair. And then you don't, maybe some, maybe today is the day that it's become really hard for somebody. Yeah. You know, just well, a phone call or a connection or a, yeah. a text or a something. You know, yeah, yeah. I'd, uh, so that's still been my thing. Pick up the phone, call somebody, mm -hmm. see what, mm -hmm. see what they're saying. Yeah. So the next, I, re I really like this one too. This next one is from Zach Canole. Okay. He wrote in, just said, I'm grateful for all of Cumberland. I'm grateful for the beautiful views, the amazing hiking trails and all the hidden waterfalls. I'm grateful that we have things in our backyard that people come from around the world to see. I'm grateful for the fresh air, trees, and open spaces. I'm grateful for the all the unknown individuals who use their free time to maintain these natural beauties for all of us. I'm grateful for Cumberland. I love that. I love that. I love this community and this like, like in terms of nature, we have a beautiful place. When I was younger, I used to think like, there's nothing special about yeah. here because, you know, we don't have elephants. We don't have lions. We don't have like exotic exactly. trees. You know what I mean? And, and now it's just like, there's so much to appreciate here. It's, it's almost simple beauty. Like there's nothing hugely majestic about, you know, our mountains. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, the Lynn Mountains, gorgeous. Yeah. But not quite <laughs> Castle Mountain and Banff or not quite those. Yeah, but exactly. But we have it just beautiful, just beautiful. We have a beautiful place here. When, I agree uh, with you, Zach. I'm grateful as well. When Courtney and I were living overseas, uh, we traveled a lot. And we, we, we went on one vacation. We went to, um, we went to Malaysia. We went like right out into the rainforest, mm. out into the jungles. Nice. And we went to a wildlife reserve and there was a guide there and he was taking us around and he's showing us and like, we were seeing like rhinoceros hornbills and mm orangutans and just monkeys and just all these animals and we're just going this mm. is fantastic this is amazing this is amazing and he's talking to us one night he said you know where are you from he said canada and he goes canada i so want to go there and we're like what are you what are you talking about he goes in my life i want to go there and see a moose <laughs> like, yeah, but that was his thing okay yeah okay all right <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That is funny. It's all, well, I mean, it's, you know, your own backyard doesn't seem that, that exciting until you've been around, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So uh, the next one is Cynthia M. Uh, and she says, I extend huge thanks to Reverend Don Miller for the light he has been to local and international youth these past 30 years. I'm, I'm grateful gonna, for, yeah. I'm go going to hop in just here with Donnie. I think we could probably do it like a two hour uh, thank you show solely to Donnie. Mm. So if there are past youth group people out there, 
send your stories in. Let's hear them, but let's hear, let's hear some of the specific things. Let's hear yeah. the stories. What did Donnie, what did Donnie do for you? You know, we, we all know he's done a lot in this community and just as a community, we're very lucky to have him. And so, yeah, if you have stories, send them in, let us know. I wish I did have a story about Donnie because I, I, I mean, he and I have met a few times, but I don't know him well. And I never had the opportunity as a youth to, to, you know, be part of his thing. And, uh, and I've heard wonderful things. Of course, I've seen things that he does online and he's just such a dynamic character. I think, is that a good way to describe good way Donnie? To put it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, so I'll finish Cynthia's thing here. I am grateful yeah. for the visionary mind. Oh, okay. So this is a separate, separate I'm thought, grateful. Yeah. yeah. I'm grateful for the visionary mind of Karen at Maritime Mosaic for reviving the heart of downtown. I have to agree there. Yes. Karen started off with like kind of her own little thing. Actually, I think she was doing it from home at first yeah. and it just grew and grew into this beautiful market mm -hmm. and and she and Karen Cormier have helped, they started building all of this beautiful thing and bringing Dale's Grand Market, you know, bring the, the building back to life and becoming a new center of town. And it's, uh, it's wonderful. So I agree. Thank you, Karen McKinnon for being a visionary, really. Absolutely. And continuing to, to lead Amherst and take stands on things that are important. No, mm -hmm. quite incredible. Yes. Thank you, Karen. Yeah. And then the next one is I want to thank, uh, still with Cynthia, I want to thank Willie B, now retired from the post office for the warm greetings and smiles over the years. Made a person feel good just walking in there. Do you know, nice. do you know Willie? Do you know him? I don't. No? no. No. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. So he, yeah. I mean, I'd see him at the post office. He's always smile and wave and mm -hmm. always have a, just always have a smile for everybody. He does a lot with the Ramblers. So oh, if you okay. go to like the 4 p.m. like public skate at the rink, when you walk down the back tunnel, you'll see him there. Oh, okay, ready to help gotcha. Out. But gotcha. actually this was um, probably six years ago when I was still living down in Yarmouth. Hmm. I was home visiting mom and dad and uh, I had my car keys, but I forgot my other set of car keys with like my mailbox key. Mm -hmm. I left them at mom's house and I just said, mom, will you just send them down to me? You know, just mail them down. Mm -hmm. Didn't really think about the fact my mailbox key was on the right. keychain, So when it showed up, I wasn't going to be able to get it. <laughs> yeah. So mom took him into the post office, uh, was addressing the envelope and telling Willie what was going on. And at that point, I think my mom realized she had my post office key and couldn't get them in. Right. And Willie goes, well, I'll take them down to him. I was like, yeah. well, what, what are you talking about? He goes, well, the Ramblers are playing down there in Yarmouth on Thursday and I'm going down on the bus. I'll take them down to him. Nice. <laughs> so, so Willie brought my keys down to me on the uh, Amherst Ramblers bus called me up when he got to Yarmouth and I met, met him out front of the rink <laughs> in Yarmouth <laughs> to get my keys back. That's awesome. But that's, that's uh, awesome. That, that's Willie. You know, yeah. that was just the kind of guy, kind of guy that he is. So as always, Happy thank you. Happy and friendly and brought a smile to people's faces. Yep. That's awesome. Absolutely. So thank Very you, nice. Willie. <laughs> All right, next. Uh, so the next one is another voicemail that we received from... Mm -hmm. Judy Luton. This is Judy from Fredericton. On behalf of all of us with family members and close friends residing at Centennial Villa in Amherst, a huge bouquet of gratitude and an equally large virtual hug to each and every staff member at this special retirement community. We so appreciate your kindness, courage, and perseverance, especially at this time, as you work so tirelessly and professionally to keep our loved ones upbeat and safe. Take good care of yourselves. 
and we so look forward to thanking you in person soon. Thank you. Thank you, Judy, for sending that in. I appreciate you recording it as well. Uh, that's still an option if there's other people out there who wants to do that. And Judy's comment about everybody who works at Centennial Villa in Gables is absolutely true. And we actually have, Holly, we have another one connected to this, if you'll share that one too. Happily. Uh, Reverend, pardon me, Reverend Natasha Perrin or Perrin? Perrin. Parent, thank you. Uh, I apologize, apologize, Reverend. Um, she says, I am so thankful for the staff at Gables, Centennial Villa, and all of the personal care homes. They are taking care of some of the most vulnerable people in our community. Their warm smiles, kind comments, and gentle touch help many feel loved. When no one else is able to visit, they are also an important link to the outside world. Thank you for continuing to go to work every day to care for these important members of our families and our community. Thank you, Reverend Natasha Perrin. Um, yeah, and especially at this time, people, people aren't allowed to visit and it's incredibly scary for everybody. Yeah. And I dare say, I, gosh, I, I, I hope I can say that uh, the private uh, homes around here too are um, doing extremely well. Um, I mean, you hear horror stories of late of uh, things that have gone on in other parts of the country. And um, so thank you for the, to the people who are doing these very difficult jobs and uh, hopefully they feel supported in what they're doing. Mm. Yeah. Both, both of my grandmothers lived in Centennial Villa at, at one point, you mm -hmm. know, and it was in the staff there and everybody there did a great job, mm -hmm. you know, helping them, looking after them. And yeah, I've, yeah. I'm with both Judy and Natasha, you know, thank you to everybody up there. Yeah. In in any of them. Yeah. No, and it's huge because it's uh, you know, a lot of these, a lot of the 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 kids of the people who are in th these homes, like maybe some of them live away and they they mm -hmm. can't visit anyways, even when there's no pandemic going on, right? So yeah. being able to trust that they're being well cared for, especially the ones that you know don't have a voice, you know, for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, huge. It's a tough Wonderful. one. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the next submission comes from Pete Davidson and he write, he wrote in, I'm grateful for the kindness in the people of Amherst. I grew up there and have since moved away, but my family still lives there, including my grandmother who is in a long-term care home, along with a lot of my close friends and childhood mentors. I feel that my family and friends are safe during this challenging time because of the generosity of the essential workers performing critical functions, the neighbors staying inside and respecting the new normal, and the people who are there to help and support my family's care if they need it. The closeness of people in Amherst is hard to replicate anywhere else. I'd, I'd agree with Pete. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty tight-knit community. Certainly not perfect, and I'm sure lots of people, you know, it, just like in any kind of situation, it, it can be easy to point out the downfalls, but I think it's easier to point out the downfalls because there are so many things that make it wonderful. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. sometimes you get used to a certain standard and the little things uh, can fall, can seem to fall short, but yeah. I think- Or annoy yeah. you more than they would exactly. on a regular day. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And, that, and I thought for me, that was as much of the point of doing, doing this is so that we mm -hmm. don't forget. Exactly. Like Pete said the closeness of the people in town and the connections mm -hmm. that we have. You mm -hmm. know, like Bruce Russell writing in talking about playing baseball 55 years ago and remembering it fondly, like yeah. you know, share those, share those thoughts and share those uh, comments from people. Yeah. And even mentioning ARHS, like, I mean, I know. 
I was I was walking by Spring Street Academy the other day and just sort of thinking about the old courtyard and everything. And like my dad went to that high school, I went yeah. to that high school, and it's just like it's uh it's it's too bad really that it's not still there. I'm sure it would be falling apart and decrepit by now. Oh, but... No, it was falling apart <laughs> it was, and it was yes. decrepit when we went there. It was, but it's so many good memories and all the creeks and all the everything, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but Amherst, uh, it's a special little town. Yeah, I do like though in the, in Spring Street Academy, they have the arch from the courtyard. That's inside. right. Yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Lots of stories from under that arch, I'm sure. <laughs> perfectly acceptable and nobody would get in trouble if we shared them. Yeah, of course. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Beverly Dimmick or Dimmick? Dimmick? I don't I know. Dimmick. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Let's go Dimmick. Um, Sorry, Beverly, if I'm uh, bastardizing your name. I am very thankful for the warm and friendly paramedics who responded each time to my cousin's ongoing medical crisis with cancer. Thank you from me and his family who don't live in the province. Very nice. Very nice. Um, and again, we're bringing up first responders and uh, just so pertinent right now. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, and can't be thanked enough for all the work they do. And it's somewhat thankless because a lot of times not every time, of course, but a lot of times people are in such a state when they are being responded to in that way that they're not capable of, of thanking and don't even know who helped them, you know, like, so, yeah. And I know, I know a number of the paramedics in town. They're great guys, great people. And then, you know, to take on a job like that and rush out into whatever and tackle or take on whatever, whatever you get called no to. Clue. Have yeah. no clue what the, what awaits you, and actually every time, and I know a few paramedics as well. But every time, anytime I've ever, um, you know, needed a paramedic of any kind, I've never known them or recognized them or even know if they were from town. You know, so like they're com they're quite anonymous, which uh, speaks even more to the the depth and the value of what they do. So mm -hmm. we have our uh, our second uh, voice submission, and this one's from Janice Pike. Hi, my name is Janice Pike, and I am thankful for the many people I have met since moving here from the Annapolis Valley in 1987 that have made me feel at home and a part of this wonderful community. So thank you for sending that in, Janice, and we have one that's somewhat connected to your comment. Okay, and this is from Bridget Beswick. I'm so thankful to David and Janice Pike for their leadership and teaching Shotokan uh, karate in Amherst. Learning from them gave me a physical confidence that I needed. It is a welcoming and supportive club, and I am so grateful for Janice and Dave and for uh, being able to have been a part of it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. They've been, it, I think Dave and Janice have been doing karate in town for yeah, 30 years, like a while. It's really, yeah. They were at I, the that Y. Would be, yeah. Yeah. It would be huge for physical confidence, eh? Mm -hmm. Like, like I mean, there's there's regular exercise and strengthening your body and you know all that stuff, but um, but an actual art like that would uh, would be it'd be somewhat life changing, really. I would think change yeah. how you feel about yourself as you move through the world. And I I think mm -hmm. the other thing for karate is it's open to anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you don't need. You know, not everybody can be a long distance runner. Not everybody can be a sprinter. Not everybody can be a gymnast. Mm -hmm. Not everybody can play hockey or baseball or basketball. Mm -hmm. um, but karate's karate's a sport or an activity for anybody. Mm -hmm. And yeah. anybody can get in and train. And 
and because so much of the focus on it is on improvement and in, increasing and getting better at what you were doing before. And it's really from, and I've never done karate and I've never done any kind of martial art, but it's from what I understand, it's really somewhat meditative because you, you, they teach you to be so self-aware and the, the discipline that's involved in it. It's not just about like the physical as most sports and activities have that other element as well. But I, I believe that it's even stronger in karate because it's really about, um, conquering yourself, you know? Yeah. 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 No, very cool. I also know that, uh, Dave and Janice have had a, had a huge impact on a lot of other people in town. Mm-hmm. And again, they won't be that comfortable with hearing thanks and thank, <laughs> thanks directed to them. So with that being said, if there's other people out there that went through karate and have stories they want to share and send in, <laughs> uh, tgapod.com slash thanks and submit it that way. <laughs> Let's see if we can thank as many uncomfortable people as possible. <laughs> yeah. But those are usually the people that need the thanks. It's true because the they're usually the most humble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about about the help that they give, and they because they do it so much from their heart that they don't see it as something that they should be thanked for. I'm, you know, I I would assume that's why people yes. don't want to be yes. thanked. But yeah, yeah. So the next uh, submission we had sent in. Uh, he was guest on episode number three, Ryan Reynolds. And he wrote in and just said, too many to list them all, but first and foremost, it's my kids. Mm. They were the catalyst for positive change in my life about eight years ago. And without them, there is no knowing where or what I would be. He said, not good. Mm. To continue the list, I'm just grateful to have support. Whether it's from my wife, clients, or local customers with my clothing brand, it's the support of others that has allowed me to wake up each day and do what I love to do. Lastly, but certainly not least, I'm grateful for health, not just my own, but for everybody from clients to family to total strangers. Mm. Health is happiness. And when everyone is healthy, the world is a better place. It's a great message. That's a great mm-hmm. message from Ryan. Yeah, it is. And I think it's uh, how, uh, what, just what everybody I think would be thankful for. I'm, I know I'm certainly thankful for my daughter and I feel somewhat the same way. I, I don't know where I'd be without her. She's changed my life. I mean, they do. They just change your life <laughs> entirely, you know, and you thank people for the support around you and, and whatever your, your health situation, whatever, you know, um, being grateful for what you have is, uh, is incredible. And I'm certainly grateful for my health behind yeah. you. 100% Ryan. As you say, I find it kind of amazing. There's times where like Courtney and Isabel will be away for the weekend and it's just me and I'm going, I thought I was busy. <laughs> like I thought I was busy years ago. What did I, what did I yeah. do? Where did yeah. I spend my time? Like, yeah, right now, uh, Autumn's dad, Leon and I, um, usually we, we space our, our transfers over, um, more days in mm-hmm. a row. I'm not making myself clear at all. Usually the times that one of us has her is more days in a row than right, right now, Yeah, but that's yeah. when she's in daycare and you know, it's not 24 seven. So, um, right now I have her for two days and then he has her for two days. And so we switch off every two days because 48 hours of just yourself and a two and a half year old, as as many people can relate to, it's a lot, right. And where we have the option to take a break every couple of days, you know, it works, I believe well for both of us. I saw something on Facebook, like talking about that. And it was like, uh, remember you're not working from home. Yes. You're at home trying trying to work. work and raise, look after mm-hmm. kids and look after your house and, 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 and you're like, mm-hmm. 
Oh, right. Yes. It's true. It puts it because it really is different. You're not just at home working. It's different, you know, like, uh, but I remember what, where, where I was going with that is when you said, you know, like when Courtney and Isabella are gone, you thought you were busy. Every single time I come home after dropping Autumn off at Leon's place, I come home and I just sort of like stand there and I look around or I wander around my apartment. I'm like, what do I, what do I do with, yeah. without her? What do I do with myself? <laughs> you know, and it takes me a couple hours to kind of like settle back into just being alone here. Yeah. And yeah, that's after get, only two days, right? Yeah. To get yeah. back into that groove. Now, yeah. when they go away, I don't yeah. usually do anything. Like no. I don't do anything with that time. I just go, geez, what did I do with this time? <laughs> I wonder what I used to do. I'm just going to do nothing now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Funny. Okay. So this is the last one. Yeah, I think so. And this one, this one comes from last one for today, anyways. Yes. Yeah. This one comes from Beth Estabrooks, um, and she says, "I am grateful for the team I work with every day at CanU. That's uh, Cumberland Adult Network for uh, upgrading. Each staff person is committed to helping Cumberland County adults get back on track, break down barriers, and begin to experience success. Some for the very first time in a long time." To witness a new student as they begin their individual learning plan and watch them grow with new confidence and respect for themselves and others is pure magic. I feel blessed to play a small role in their progress for a better life. That place really is incredible. Oh, I'm, I'm biased. Yes. My, Courtney, my wife works there as one of the, one of the teachers. That, mm -hmm. But even without that connection, yeah, they, they do fantastic work for the town yeah. and for the community. They really do. And I've been privileged um, when I was when I was working at Kansas. Um, and I think maybe I, I think I did one after I was there, too. Anyways, I've had the opportunity to spend some time there a couple of times with a couple of the classes. Um, one was to facilitate uh, a, a project they had going on. One was to do a presentation. And um, it really you can really I haven't spent much time with the staff, actually. Um, Beth and I have spent some time together having long conversations, but spending time with the students there and the participants of the program is incredible because you can see in every single one of them the excitement for the growth they're experiencing and the support they're receiving and the progress they're making in their lives in like in whatever realm that might be. Um, and some of the stories that they have are incredible and uh yeah i know it's it's a very unique place and hats off to courtney and tiffany and beth and all, everybody who's there um yeah i think they do a wonderful do job of balancing work. balancing the support and the accountability mm -hmm. so that they mm -hmm. know that that they let the students and the learners that go there know they have their support mm -hmm. as long as the learners are either accountable to what's being asked of them or that the learners are there to work hard and, and improve work hard and work on improving themselves and step up for their own sake. Yeah. Yeah. No. And you can feel that when you go there and there's a mutual respect. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm, cool. I'm hoping to convince uh, Beth to come on and talk a lot more about can you and what, what they do mm. and what they offer, because it's, I don't think many people know or know it's been around for probably yeah. 20 or 25 years. Yeah. I don't think Beth would be a hard sell. She's so proud of the work they do there. Oh, I, I think you could get her on pretty easily. I think so too. I'll twist her yeah. arm. I, yeah. think she's, uh, <laughs> I think she's self-isolating out in the woods. So oh, good but once her. she comes back to town, I'll twist her arm. Yeah. <laughs> right on. <laughs> so that's fantastic. I thank you to everybody uh, for putting in their submissions, sending in their submissions. We still, I'd like to do this again. Um, mm -hmm. 
I enjoyed this. Hopefully, Holly, once if we get some more, hopefully I can convince you to come back and we'll share some more. I'm not a tough sell either. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, as always, please please send in your submissions. um, TGAPod.com slash thanks. Uh, You can just type them up, send them in. You can email them, info at TGAPod.com. Whatever it is, um, let us know. If you have something specific, a specific story about somebody, great, send it in. Uh, but we'd like to hear it and we'd like to share them. Um, I really hope that I really hope that some people have found some relief or some positivity from hearing these other stories of what people are thankful for in our town. And let us know what you're thankful for. And if you've enjoyed this show or enjoyed any of the other episodes, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Make sure that you don't miss any. Uh, moving forward and let us know what you're thankful for. So I think we covered it. Awesome. Appreciate you coming on, Holly. Oh, my pleasure. It's uh, it's uplifting to read all these great things. Yes. All right. Have a great day. Bye, everybody. And that was it. That was the first episode of the Great Amherst Gratitude Project. Thank you to everybody who sent in their stories. I'm sorry if we didn't get to yours in this episode. We're going to do it again. And thank you to Holly for coming on and helping me with this. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd appreciate you leaving us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean a lot. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, and we'll be back again on Monday.